You are listening to the Hello Sport Podcast. What is up, punters and dribblers? Welcome back to another episode of All Talk with Tom and Eddie from the Hello Sport Podcast on the SEN Airwaves. Back with another interview. This one is a is is a personal one to us. This is close to our heart. This very one. close, to definitely. Our we are talking this week with a dear friend, a, a close personal friend, a confidant, mm. uh, a champion of the game, Tom, yep. a premiership winner, a New Zealand captain, exactly at a very young age, mm. might I add, an all round stud, an yep. alpha male, a leader of men, a yep. patriarch, a grandfather, uh, a great human being. Yeah, the only current playing NRL grandfather. In fact, maybe, and there's a very real chance that the only grandfather to ever play NRL, fresh off the back of a hat-trick on the weekend, but we interviewed him before the hat-trick. Some are arguing that the hat-trick off the back of our chat, not prepared to say it. That's what other people are saying. But if you don't know who it is, you will in a couple of seconds because I'm going to say his name. Punters and dribblers, the one and only Kieran Foran. Where'd you play golf today? We just start rolling. There's no special interest um, or anything, so. No, I played at Rubina Woods. We've been playing, but it's fucking steep. It's 100 bucks each time you play. Really? Pull that bit close. Yeah, yeah boys. Yeah, yeah. Um, no worries. I'm not good at Not a big shit, podcast no. guy. No, I'm That's not. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't often do this stuff. We appreciate you doing it. Um, fucking um, it. No, it's a, it's a how, do you, how do you hit them? No, I'm fucking average. Yeah. I'm average. Yeah. Have you seen me play golf on the scopes? Did you see me play? Oh, that? I do. I mean, I remember it. I don't um, Scope? Yeah, I do remember I that. But I, day that, that was actually day. very funny, that video. Yeah. <laughs> I was talking <laughs> shit to each other the whole time. Um, but are, yeah. you, are you like shit for a footballer? Because every time we hear a footballer, we're like, they're shit, and then we're playing with them. It's like, we're actually fucking awful, and then they're no, quite I'm, good. No, I'm getting better. I'm improving. Yeah. I'm improving. Do you have but, lessons and shit? Or no, like? no, I've had one lesson, but... um. What do you I reckon? My golf. You reckon there's any? You reckon lessons are needed? You just got to go out and play more, don't you? Um, I don't know. It depends how serious you want to get. eh? how many times a week are you playing up here in the retirement village that I is the Gold Coast? Yeah. <laughs> do you feel retired up here? <laughs> <laughs> Potentially. <laughs> You've got to stay really focused, otherwise you, I don't know, you tend to switch off. But um, no, it's it's you know it is a good. It, um, or no, I was just going to ask about like now you're up here and then you know you're seeing fucking 10 years for Tino <laughs> for feeders getting paid out the arse. You're like, oh, Jesus Christ, yeah, you know, it's a, it's give Desi a text, go, mate, I'll yeah. stick around for a little bit. Yeah, I might try to play another three or four years. <laughs> you know, you can drag it out. Yeah, yeah, yeah so. you can. Well, how's the body? Um, yeah, it's good, it's good. It's um, I've had a tough year with injuries, mm. like I uh, actually injured myself against Manly badly down there. At, well. Shouldn't have left. At full points, yeah, exactly. Um, I did a bad toe injury. and mm. um, yeah, I, could, I could have probably had – well, I had the option to either, either have surgery then, but that would have been probably my season done. Mm. Um, so I opted not to get the surgery. But, um, yeah, played through that and then picked up a few other niggles along the way. It's been – what are you, 32, 33 now? 33. 33. So you could, like, you could still reasonably have a few more years in you, right? Like, yeah. you could also retire today and people are like, yeah, well, you know, he's had a good run, but like. Yeah, I'd like to, like to play as long as I can. Yeah. That's so why it's, I it's not on the horizon. Nah. Well, I've got next year to run contract wise, and then it all comes down to results and performance. Yeah. yeah. Once you get to my age, I think you're sort of you're going year by year. Yeah, you're just hoping that you're playing good enough footy to keep rolling around. Are you? How long have you been kept like niggled for? You know, like do you get out of bed just and there's something fucking niggling away. I've been like that my whole career. I was telling the boys yesterday actually. I remember when I got signed at Manly, yeah. and then I went into the NRL squad at like what, 18, 19, and I remember like chocking what me on that, just looking at me going, "Mate, you're gonna be in." sorts by the time you're 24 because i'm so genetically poor like poorly put together like i don't i'm not elastic i'm not yeah. flexible i've got real shit hips back so is that you sound like me mate yeah. yeah and so like we used to do the hurdles you know you see the boys getting over the hurdles. Well, it's like you're stepping over yeah, them stepping side over by the side hurdles. yeah so like when i was 18 i couldn't get over the hurdles. oh really yeah like it and the boys were like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you're cooked, mate. Like, you're going to be in dramas. But, um, yeah, so that was that was the start of it for me. So I always knew I was up against it. 
But did they um, not try and like stretch you out? Are they like? No, I mean, maybe not back tried. in those days. Like there's just there was nothing you could do. Yeah, I think I like I said I just, you just fold sh- back in on shit yourself. Hip, shit back. Mm. Um, yeah. So mate, battled injuries the whole time. And you're back this weekend now, right? Back this coming weekend. Back. Yeah. What was what was the? Are you come back from the toe now? Ah, uh, sternum. So I've um I picked up a sternum injury like seven <laughs> weeks ago. Tackling big balance to Fade. Oh, oh yeah, big right. boy. He was running at me the whole game. I don't know if you remember. I think we played them about seven weeks ago. Dolphins. He was just charging at me the whole game. Mm. Anyhow, I picked up sternum injury and then I've been needling it for the last six weeks. How do they needle? Just like bang straight yep. into it? Straight that into just the joint. Feels like yeah. that shouldn't happen. A yeah. needle into the sternum. Bit of local in there before the game just numbs that part of your chest and then. How long does it last for? No, you get through the game generally. You might have to top off it. Top up at half time occasionally, <laughs> but um, it it does last for most of the game. How many boy? How many of the boys are getting needles at half time? Oh, not many at half time. So just you, basically be, just nah. There'd be four or five blokes getting needles before a game. Before the game, yeah, probably in most clubs. Already. And that's just every game. That's just sort yeah. of you just because it's you hear everyone say it where it's like most of the time you're playing with injuries or someone's there's niggling injuries. Probably not rounds one and two, but I reckon after that, yeah, there, she's all, all downhill. Yeah. Given your yeah. body and your niggles, like, was there ever any advice from the club, when you, at least when you were at Manly early in the game, to stop taking the ball so late to the line <laughs> <laughs> and just getting absolutely folded? <laughs> well, like, I loved watching it. Like, I, it got me going. It got the fans going. Definitely watching you take the ball to the line so fucking late. But, geez, you took some punishment. No, I knew only one way, didn't I, back then. Kitey uh, used to jake with me. He said, Foz, you're just a lock forward playing in a number six jersey, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. You know? so, um, yeah, I think, I don't know, I learned pretty early on that um, I guess that was one of my strengths. Like, that was a way I could open up space for guys like Brett Stewart and that um, on the outside and out the back. So um, that was how I sort of got into first grade, really. Yeah. Like, I remember training and, uh, you know, I was training with the NRL boys and I remember Snake sort of, Going up to Desi at one, you know, at the end of one of the sessions, said, "Mate, this bloke he just goes that deep in the line. He's given me that much space out the back. You know, I've got all the time in the world to do what I need to do." And um, yeah, so I think that probably became one of my trademark things, just digging in and trying to create space for yeah. the boys out the back. How do you remember those days? Like those fucking absolute glory days. Yeah, we love talking about those days. Glory days. <laughs> we love. <talking>. We do. <laughs> <laughs> we love it. Just, you know what I mean, like. And I don't know whether you even realised when you were in it how fucking glorious they were, but like, do you sit, do you sit away, sit on your balcony sometimes at your palatial Gold Coast estate and just go, "Fuck, that were good times." Well, mate, it's been hard to, to top those those years. Like, yeah. it's been all downhill for me since then. Like, <laughs> how do you get better than that? Like, you come into, I came into that side in two thousand and nine. Like, the boys had just come off the back of back to back grand finals, won the premiership in 08. Mm. and like. Um, being a young bloke starting out in your career, coming into such an established, like, NRL side, mm. um, surrounded by, like, a wealth of experience was just, yeah, Weapons everywhere. Yeah, it was such a cool experience for me. Um, and it was, like, great learning for me too. Um, but, yeah, it's hard when you start early on in your career at such heights, like, yeah, you know, in such a, like, yeah, like I said, world-class team and, um, you're playing grand finals, and were you aware of it at the time, or is it is it only when you get older that you sort of look back? And yeah, reflect? it's only now, as you know, my career has gone on, that you realise how lucky we were to to be involved in in such a side like that. Like yeah. you know, it's it's bloody hard to make the finals, mm. let alone to go on and play in grand finals, and you know, to be fortunate enough to to win the premiership with the boys in eleven, and then go back to another grand final in 13. We won it, mate. Yeah. <laughs> we won that fucking grand final. <laughs> we were fucking right, mate. We uh, said it as more as four in, four in that, what, five, six-year period. Yeah, well, yeah, we <laughs> seven, we won 07 11. Well. We, we don't fucking, have to accept that loss. No, nah, fuck nah. 07, mate. No, we won that one as yeah. well. Like, I'm not saying give me a ring or anything or, like, yeah. give us the prep. Like, but <laughs> well, we won it because they fucking cheated. Yeah, that made Scope, a take parade or something. When we were yeah. – we did when we, the first time we went on Scope's podcast a couple of years ago and we brought it up then and we were like, how fucked was that? And he was like, mate, I – I don't really think about it or like I haven't like gone back and looked at anything. And then yeah. after that podcast, he said he went back and watched the highlights. Did and he? Fucking pissed him off yeah. all over again. It's like, yeah, hey, it's we were robbed. It's a tough game to watch that yeah. one. Yeah, that's a tough one. Yeah. How do you remember the – so it's 2011. Yep. 
just uh, like you know, again, you you two years, two years, three years into your career at that yeah. stage. Yep. Um, look, I don't know if you do this. I like to go back and watch. The, <laughs> there's a YouTube video which I think is just our fucking run into the finals. Yeah, there is. Yeah. Maybe yeah. it's like 15, 20 minutes of just like we might beat. Even, the, might even like be. We a pumped everyone up. in that final. In that final me, series, you just yeah. we like you smashed everybody all yeah. the way through. It's just like a fucking parade <laughs> of just manly excellence. And didn't lose at home that year as, as well. I don't think. Yeah, really? Well, listen, mate, we just I mean, let's let's, go with it. Let's go with yeah. it. We're basically, you don't even need to talk yeah, here. We, we just basically just want to tell you about our fucking great <laughs> yeah. time. Our <laughs> Thank you for that. Oh, can it just live on forever? I know. Um, but, you know, what's the grand final like? What's that day like? Was there a part of you that when you saw the Warriors beat the Storm to make the final, you're like, we got this. Like, we're going to win the fucking comp. Well, they went on a run, eh? Hey? Like, yeah, they, but like. They went on a run. Yeah, and they, they knocked Melbourne off. Yeah, we were probably assuming we'd play Melbourne and then Warriors got through. They'd been playing good footy that year. But, yeah, I think um, I was always confident. Um, and certainly the older boys were giving us younger guys that confidence because they'd been there and done it before. Mm. In what way? Uh, I just remember, like, the small conversations through the week, like, we'll be right, you know, like, mm. you know, we've got, we've got all the experience in the world. We've been here done it before they didn't have too many players in their side that had played on in a grand final mm. day so um yeah i just yeah i remember being quietly confident heading into the game and it's funny like when you think about someone like just someone but like do you i guess someone like an older player being like mate we've got this i still am like such a pessimist i'll be like where the fuck do you know me? Like, <laughs> yeah. you know what i mean i'm like i need the confidence here but you're you're telling me that is not getting my nerves out of my system at all were you was were you wigging out on grand final day or were you pretty calm um no i would have been nervous thinking back on it i would have been nervous um but like i said there, yeah there would have been a quiet confidence that you know we had the ability as long as we turned up um and I think all the all the boys in the side believe that too. It, who's running the show back then? It, was it gifty? Like I've heard from a couple of different people that it was basically Des would loosely come up with some sort of game plan, but yeah. gifty go listen here, bro. <laughs> I'll be running things today. If you uh, they all had their different, um, I guess, moments of of power. I guess if you call that, like they um, that leadership group worked really well together. Mm. Um, but yeah, Brett and, and and Glenn were, you know, like powerful influences on that group. Um, but you know, then you had guys like Jamie Lyon and Jason King who were the co-captains and like really influential leaders. Yeah. Um, you know, during a game, um, yeah, it was just, but it was stacked with, I guess, guys that had been there and done it yeah. and were sort of at the top of their game at that time. Yeah. Is there like have you have you been in a team like that since? Not necessarily in the sort of again, it was one of the great sides all time. Um, but just I guess the way the leadership system works in terms of the relationship with the coach and players and all that sort of stuff is that is it quite unique in your experience? Yeah, very unique. Yeah, I've never been involved in in another I guess side that's similar to that in the sense that those guys, um, yeah, they just had a lot of pulling power. I guess within the club and and with Desi and Desi certainly listened to them a fair bit and mm. um not that he doesn't now but you know those those guys yeah like I said they they knew what what worked and 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 what the side needed to do and um yeah, they could have a, a fairly strong hold on that. But as a dribblers, today's episode brought to you by Good Day, the fastest selling multivitamin of all, to, of all time. Do I have data to back that up? No, I don't. That's a vibe-based thing. Big shout out to the, the dribblers that are already uh, on it. It's, it's changing lives. I think 207 reviews, five star, all of them at begoodhealth.com.au. If you need... Uh, to hear it straight from the dribbler's mouth, go and read them because it's been described multiple times as life-changing. As we explained last week, we are currently uh, taking pre-orders only as we are out of stock because it's sold way quicker than anyone could have possibly expected, which we fucking love you all for. We are taking pre-orders. It'll be back in stock later this month. And if you 
are a subscriber, you will be getting the goods you have not been forgotten about. BeGoodHealth.com.au, code Dribbler for 20% off. We love you. Punters and Dribblers, the podcast is always brought to you by the betting platform of choice over here, and that is Ned's. Ned's, baby. Ned's. That's it. Number one in Australia, in our opinion, nay the world, nay the universe, nay the multiverse. Now, if you want to follow Tom and I and our mate Guru and our mate Sebo, I mean, I think Tobler's on there, but who cares about that? The Profiles tab, Ed, it's uh, an innovation by Ned's where you can go and you can see what people are betting on. It is essentially accountability in-app form. Well, it's accountability personified. Correct. Uh, There's also obviously the About Even group in there where everyone's sharing their own bets, giving each other shit, having a laugh, having a chuckle, having a Paul Rahihi. That's a rugby league reference that some may not get. No, I liked it. Now, you win some, you lose more. For free and confidential support, visit gamblinghelponline.org.au. Buy a six-pack of Big Day Rosé at hellosport.shop. What are we doing month of May? Because we are working our way through the remainder of the uh, the most recent vintage. Got a couple left that we want to get rid of before we then turn all of our attention to the end of the year. Just feeling generous, Tom. We're feeling generous, and it's, a, it's, it's sale time. We just thought, fuck it. If you buy a case and you use the code MANLY... You get fifty bucks off the case. If you, you buy go. two cases, you get a hundred bucks off. Yep. You get what I'm trying to say. Go to hellosport.shop, bang, rose on there, code manly, fifty bucks off a case. Pretty fucking generous if you ask me. But we love the punter and we love the dribbler and we're just like let's get this vintage out there to the people that yep. want it most. Let's get it in the gullets of the nation. That's right. Gull it up. What's Des like? Because, I mean, I, I've told this story a few times on the podcast. When I was in radio as a producer. It's worth repeating. I didn't have – he was like – it was in, he was in between jobs. Sorry, Des, you got sacked. And I think it was bef- – it might have been post-Bulldogs. So he was doing, like, breakfast radio. Like, he'd come in and talk a bit of footy. And obviously, if you've ever heard Desi speak, riveting. Great voice for yes. radio. Yeah. Um, but I didn't know he was coming in and the producer, like the main producer was like away or some shit and they didn't give me his number. He didn't have my number. So I'm just sitting there going, where the f- I was, I think I knew he was coming in. No, I'm like, where the fuck's Des Hasler? Like, I'm still with you. we're about to start. And then I finally get his number and I call him and it's pissing down rain outside and I've just left Des Hasler in the rain for like 45 minutes. Oh and you look, he was not stoked coming in. I couldn't have been more effusive in my apologies. And he was pretty chill. Like, I mean, what the fuck's he going to do? But, you know. <laughs> Punch you. Well, he could have punched me. He, could, he certainly could have done that and that would have probably been deserved. But, you know, like he seems like kind of a – is he is he different to the way he's, he's seen in the media, the way he's like sort of front-facing bad yeah. persona is? Yeah, he's a bit of a piss take sometimes when he, when he fronts the media. I think like when you know him um, on that level, you know he's, he's a bit tongue-in-cheek at times mm. with the media. Um, but yeah, no, he's a oh look, Des is a winner. I guess that's probably his greatest trait. Mm. I would say would have been when he was a player and um, having been a coach. Um, I think he just he lives and dies by winning, and um, he sort of I guess that filters down into the the groups that he coaches and. Um, yeah, he's... But you guys would take the piss out of him and stuff, wouldn't you? Like, for sure, yeah. Yeah, no, he, he likes a joke. He's not He's not all sort of huff and puff and yeah. serious all the time. Like, he's, he, he likes to, yeah, loosen the collar and have a laugh at times. And how do you then, like, as a younger player coming in, when do you feel comfortable enough to start, fuck, you know, taking the piss out of the coach? Yeah. Like, is it immediate? Do you have to, like, earn your strikes? Like, yeah, I reckon it takes a while. Yeah. I, I don't know, as a young bloke, if I would have been... Um, too eager to take the piss out of Desi, but <laughs> certainly as you get on and you build that relationship with him, you yeah. feel like you can um, pull his leg a bit. Yeah. Did he ever let you in on his like his hair care secrets? No. Because his hair is luscious, isn't it? Oh, but I mean, like, let's be honest, <laughs> mate. You had a fucking top knot for a period of time. Oh, you I got did. some luscious hair. Yeah, right yeah. If you let it go, your hair is Des Hasler. I'm actually tempted to grow it back now. You're going so, back. Yeah. Well, when Des comes up next year, yeah, you can maybe. be ready. Yep. Yeah. Yep. It looks like honey just flowing <laughs> from the scalp. <laughs> he does have a good um, head of hair, doesn't he? No, he, he does. does. He does. But what, I mean, what is he, 63? Like... 
That's right. Like not looking like it's yeah. really going great. It's not either. going anywhere. Like it's just well, that's a great point. True. The colour is yeah. sandy, really yeah. strong. Yeah. It's actually ridiculous no, for his age. If you think about it, mate, I reckon if you so you might yeah. find like lost shit in his hair. Like you know what I mean? It's so thick. What and like lush. treasure maps? Well, like MH three seventy maybe. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Potentially, oh. it's so fucking lost surfers. Yeah, 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 exactly. Um, he was. Uh, I remember. I think you were telling me this time, but he didn't. He doesn't. He or didn't. He used to have this like system, mathematical equation, where he'd sort of like yeah. he'd weight different parts of the game. The and he think he could. Yeah. yeah, he's very. Um, he's very um, stat driven. Mm. Like he's, which is a good thing in a way because he um, sort of. That's how I guess he breaks down where he needs to improve, like where the side needs to improve and, mm. and where it's, you know, um, going well. Um, so, yeah, he's, uh, he's got numbers for everything. And he, he talks in 4.6, 3.6, you know. Depending oh, does he? On, yeah, he's not talking threes and fours. He's, oh, okay. oh, he's talking he's decimal, decimal points. points. Yeah, 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 real specific. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mad scientist shit. Yep. Can that become a bit draining? As a like, uh, you know, he's like, listen, dude. I know he's about to come become your coach. So like, but you know, nah, at least you know him already. Not draining for me, mate. Nah. I love it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Are you yeah. a bit of a nerd like that? Is well? like a rugby league nerd? Like in terms, I'm, of a, that? I'm a footy head. Yeah, yeah, I love me footy. You watching? Yep. How many games are you watching? Like during the season, I imagine it's quite consuming. You still watching every other I'm team? Watching every game. Really? Yeah, I'm really? watching every game. And is that enjoyment? Weekend. Uh, like how many? What I love it. enjoyment yeah. and also like an analytical. Nah, I love it. Yeah, I would do it even if I wasn't playing. Right. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's good to watch other teams just to get sure, a, you yes. know get an idea of how they're playing. But but I love I, I just love watching footy. Tell you what, rugby league guru would be nervous hearing that. Yeah, he would. You know, the we always say, "Cheers, yeah. yeah. people yeah. watch every game." Guy. But big Foz giving him yeah. a run for his yeah, money. Yeah. Who's who's your favourite player to watch? Oh. Don't like giving out fucking credit. Yeah, man. Fuck. Um, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Joe Brimson, say something in your team. I like watching Penrith at the moment. Yeah. Um, what well, player? Like, is there someone yeah. where you're like... Yeah, look, Nathan Cleary's great to watch. Yeah, right. Do you hear his date in Mary Fowler? What's that? Do you hear his date I did Mary read Fowler? that somewhere the other day. It was just an ice cream, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> hey? Yeah, well, but, you know. But, I mean, well, this is an ice, ice cream. cream. How far is an ice cream going? What the fuck yeah. are you doing with an ice cream? Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> Sam, it's pretty suggestive, I think. Yeah. Ice cream, yeah. I mean, like, unless you're, as Eddie said. Power couple. Well, it? it's a serious power couple, right? Yeah. But unless you're filming an ice cream commercial, sharing an ice cream with another human is quite. <laughs> it's romantic. It's romantic. Oh, it's yeah. intimate. intimate. Oh, yeah. 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 I mean, it's a couple of steps before taking your clothes off, as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> <laughs> um, but he seems to be someone, again, for someone like me and Eddie, who don't know what the fuck we're talking about largely. From a rugby league perspective, someone yep. like Nathan Cleary, who everyone sort of obviously he's won back to back comps and he yep. is who he is, right? But like, how do you see someone like him coming through? Is he like the complete footballing package? Is it? Yeah, he's right up there. Yeah, for sure. I think he deserves all the credit he gets. Um, like for a bloke, he's he's twenty five mm. and he's already achieved so much in the game. Um, and then the quality that he plays at each and every week, and he doesn't have. He's got hardly any weaknesses in his game. Like, you know, there's not too many footballers that you find like that. He sort of ticks all the boxes, uh, which shows you, A, how gifted he is and, two, how hard he works on his game, um, which is really impressive to see. And, um, yeah, he's, got, he's going to have one hell of a career, you would think. How do you keep, how do you keep those young fellas at bay? Like, is there, is there something that you try to focus on more that you think you've got an edge on them over? <laughs> In the sense that, you know, you've got these young stones coming through. I, I speak of Reese Rolls, different position, <laughs> yeah. but Jesus Christ, yeah. like he's 20 years old. He's just absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. What do you have to, what do you find your sort of strengths are now as you got a bit older? Yeah, I guess, yeah, they're so, um, I look at these young guys coming through now and they've got it all. Like they're so talented, um, you know, uh, they got speed, they got skill, they got size, strength, they, they've got it all. Um, I guess for a bloke like myself now, it's just a matter of, well, one, I, I always say continue continue to evolve, you know, like grow grow my game each and every year, add something new into it mm. um, and just try and have a point of difference, you know, like um, you've got to try and stay stay in front of the in front of the pack and keep up with the game and yep. um, as you get on in your career, you don't want to become stale and, mm. and fall behind, so... 
um, yeah, I, I just I just try and improve my game each and every year. Each you know each season brings something new to the table. Is there an anxiety to that to like to sort of constant improvement in terms of like when you're trying to bring something new to, the, to your game each year? Yeah. Is it a specific? Are you identifying what that is at the start of the year? I want to get or in the yeah, off season. I want sure. to get better at this or like this is this thing, and then I'm just going to fucking drill down on it as hard as I can. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And you might actually pick up on things that other players are doing that you're not doing. Right. Um, it might be something like that from the previous season, or you, as you said, you sit down in preseason and go, "Shit, what do I need to get better at and strengthen in my game?" And there's always something you can strengthen um, to to become a better player for your team. So, yeah, that's. That's how I've sort of gone throughout my career and I think it's allowed me to continue to play at the level that I want to play at. Mm. Um, yeah. Interesting. I I wanted to go back quickly, just back to that old school, uh, the old manly side that we just You mean the decade of dominance. Decade of dominance. <laughs> Great size all time. Like, I remember, I think it was Scope who sort of talked about this. Uh, I believe it was. He was saying that at the time, Manly's approach was more of like an old school camaraderie first, get the fucking boys just pumped up around each other approach versus Melbourne's Melbourne. very statistical, work hard, extra. Train your dick train off. Train your dick off. Yep. Hyperbaric chambers, fucking carrots for every meal, no beers, that sort of yep. uh, approach. is. You see that Manly side is like the, sort of the last time that that old school mentality was... Yeah. Rolled out to success. Where Rippon and Taron was actually just on the schedule. It's <laughs> yeah, sure. like this way, I know you got a Rippon and Tear on Thursday yeah. and again yeah. on Wednesday, Friday. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I do, for sure. Yeah, I don't think there'll be another era like that or another side. That was sort of the last of it. And um Yeah, it was it was unique. Mm. As I said, coming in as a young bloke into that culture, like still drinking midweek. Yeah. <laughs> Still partying after every game like yeah. mad and then playing in grand finals at the end of the year. Yeah, so, yeah. still being um, able to back it up. And yeah. Do it and, yeah. But that just shows you the mental toughness of those blokes. Like, uh, as you said, um, different way of looking at footy to what probably uh, other clubs were doing at the time. But mm. um, those guys could – they could do it all. Eh? They yeah. train hard. They could play hard and then party hard. Is that the, that was, I think I remember, not to fucking, I can't remember what Scopes told us in privacy and what he said on a podcast. <laughs> We're not going there. Yeah. You should, no, be, no, no, you no, should no. be able to tell. But, but. but in terms of like, um, they, the dudes who like, like to go party yep. the hardest, but they're also like the, they would they would train the hardest. Like yeah. It was like, they would also set the standards. Oh, and for sure. And train yeah. and like completely sort of. Yeah, there's a number of them that, you yeah. know, they could, um, you know, enjoy a win on the weekend and, and sort of, you know, we'd all go out on the mm. on the beers, and then um, you know they'd turn up Monday and and be winning all yeah. the fitness drills. Like you know, they just they knew how to get the job done. They knew how to get their bodies right for each week. And then mm. um, yeah, some of the injuries used to watch what like what they played through was you know I often say to people now you know when people ask me about my injuries and how I play through um, what I you know what I continually play through each game. Um, I'll give a lot of credit to, you know, having watched what those guys right. played through Doing, in yeah. my younger days, you yeah, know, yeah. The, the amount of needles that they would, you know, get before a game in order to play. And then uh, I remember watching Chockey play with a, a um, ruptured bicep one year. I don't know if you remember it. Would have I, rem I mean, I've seen it since. I'm like, he didn't get it fixed. It nah. looked fucking all the way up here. It was one of the most painful it, things I've seen. He, he did it mid-season, I think, and that they said to him, look, you can get surgery, but... It's ruptured, um, but you'll have very little strength in your arm. I don't know how you're going to tackle. And he goes, stuff it. I'm just going to keep playing. Really? I'm not getting surgery. He's a different sort of yeah. beast, though. Like and, um, seems like just absolutely. Like imagine a ruptured bicep. Yeah. You can't, you'd have hardly any strength in your arm to tackle. Yeah. And he'd roll out there and put his body on the line for 80 minutes each and every week. And I remember just thinking, like watching the pain he was in each tackle and just going, And he Holy. just just kept going, just yeah. rolling up and doing yeah. it again. God, that was good times, Kieran. Fuck, that were good times. They were. Different beasts. We were talking to Matty Johns a couple of weeks ago. Not to We've been dropping drop, some names here, aren't we? Listen, I will. Yep. And he was saying that he thinks that players now spend too much time around the club. Like, they're in there at seven. They leave at seven at night. It's just it's too intense. It's too all-consuming. Do you think that maybe 
there is some value in going back to that old school way of you know Mondays and Tuesdays and Wednesdays down the stain and maybe Thursdays. I look like you don't want to say what you think. <laughs> uh, it's it's hard though because I, I like a bit of a release. Yeah, you know? I guess um, there's two ways to look at it. Like yeah, mentally probably would freshen players up now, but I think the game has grown so much from back then. Like. I look at photos of myself back then and old games and, you know, a bit pudgy and you know, right, everyone's right. bodies were a bit mm. more sort of out of shape. And, right. You, you know, can't get away with that Phenomenal footballers, mm. but not all great athletes. Yeah, yep. George Rose comes to mind. Yeah, like, I think you look at the game now and I think the reason that we've got the product that we've got yeah. is because of how athletic everyone is. Mm -hmm. um, and so, yeah, a bit of that old school – I guess in the sense that, you know, 10 years ago you had probably had more footballers, like natural footballers, yeah. but less athletes. And I think now you've got better athletes. And I think that's because of the hours that players train. Why do you think there's not as well, that it's the perception seems to be there's not as many halves coming through at the moment? You know, you sort of like, yeah. it seems like every, like there's every club scrambling to find halves. What do you reckon the reason that is? Yeah, I think the games continued to change. Um, Know, sort of goes through these different periods depending on the rules and I think mm. um I think ten, well what when I came into first grade like you know there were probably the, the game was played slightly differently um and then now it's they brought in the six again mm. the game became a little bit more free-flowing mm. um I've lost my train of thought here. Just in terms um, of, I guess, just in terms of the way, like, the, that we seem to be, like, there seems to be, like, a, not as many halves yeah. as, like, is, or do you maybe even think that's not necessarily the truth? Yeah, maybe not. Uh, maybe we're just comparing halves to, I guess what I'm getting at is maybe we're comparing halves to, say, like, Cooper Cronk or Jonathan Thurston. Right. As in the halfback role and 5'8 role is slightly different now. Right. Okay. So maybe what it looked like 10, yes. 15 years ago. Yep. Yeah. Because the rules are constantly changing and the game's changing. Yep. So, yeah, I think that's what that I was trying sense. to say. Like, yeah. it's, you know, if you have a look at your younger halves now, maybe they play a slightly different style or a different approach to a game to what... The halves you know, of yesteryear. Yeah, to, yeah, yeah, yeah maybe. I, yeah, I'm not too sure, but... Um, I think that's probably got something to do with it. Do well, fear? listen, we, we we seem to like to get rid of halves at the moment. Man, so, <laughs> I mean, yeah, but also we brought a few in. Actually. Well, we're big in the selling. We like and to sell, yeah. selling and buying halves at the moment. Buying that's and selling. probably for another day. Um, <laughs> do you? I remember Joey was. He always says in telecast that halves everything slows down when they get to like 27, 28. Did yeah. you find that or is yeah, it still it real quick? Nah, it slows down. <laughs> oh, the game's fast. Yeah. I'm still finding my lungs out there. Yeah. But nah, it does slow down for you in the head. Um, I think that just comes with experience and sort of the more games you play, then you sort of get a better feel for, you know, what's coming and what's not. And um, Yeah, it certainly, yeah, I, I see things differently now to what I did you know, eight, ten years ago. So, yeah, I'd agree with that. It does it does slow down for you. And I think you slow down as well. I was going to say, do you notice things that maybe you wish you had a 20-year-old body but then with a 30-year-old mind? Well, I'll never forget what Dave Penner Dave Penner was um, me and Cherry's under-20s coach at Manly. Uh, great guy, great coach. Mm. And um, I'll never forget. He said, he said something to me one day. He said... Um, and he was a great half himself. And he said that when you start to slow down with your speed, like as you get older, yeah. you'll slow down. He said you'll become a better ball player. And I remember thinking, shit, what do you mean by that? But um, I actually understand it now because I think in my earlier days, I was still at a bit of leg speed and mm -hmm. you're sort of going at the line a hundred mile an hour. You're doing everything fast. You know, you're, you're looking to bust the line and you're, you're not seeing everything as well. And I think as I've gotten older and I've lost a yard of speed and I'm a bit slower now, you've got to find other ways to actually pull apart a defensive line. You can't just go gangbusters into the line and try and, you know, break tackles and create something that way. You sort of got to see the whole picture. Mm. And I, I think that's, that's what he was referring to is as you slow down through your legs, you'll um, – 
you'll actually become a better ball player. And I think now so maybe I'm, like start of a season, you're like, I need to. One of the goals this is to get slower. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Imagine that. Yeah, nah, I'm do too fucking fast. I need to slow down. <laughs> no, nah, I don't think you want to do that. But um, yeah, you're probably not. I think when you get to my age, you're probably not making as many line breaks or scoring as many tries. But yeah, mm. you're creating just as much in different ways. Yeah. Have you enjoyed the? Everyone was like, when when. Uh, Foz gets to the Gold Coast, he's going to like unlock David Fafita. Is it a lot of fun having a beast like that outside? Yeah, yeah he's, a, he's a special player. He is. A, yeah. it's, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's been great having a guy like him run off me. Um, mate, he's such an athlete. Like he's... He's a, he's a fucking well, thoroughbred, isn't he? Yeah, he's like what, um, you know, I don't know what he weighs, but, you know, like he's a, he's a big guy and he's as fast as anyone in our team, you know, especially over... Zero to twenty. So you really, can imagine yeah. having a guy like that punch a line off you, and then on top of that, he's got silky hands and skill and offload. He sort of got the he's got the whole lot. So um, yeah, it's been mate. I've loved it. Yeah, do you it's, it's like? Been great. Do you when you sign with them? Are you like? Do you have an approach as to how you're going to try and get yourself sort of ingratiate yourself within the team <laughs> environment and like how you like do you speak to players like him passing on knowledge about like this is what I want to do and this is what I want you to do and this is how I think we should be playing and all that sort of stuff? Yeah, I think um, once I got up here, I sort of worked out um, pretty early, you know, what Dave's strengths were and and sort of the guys around me what their strengths were and how I would try and complement that mm. um, through my my ball playing and. Um, yeah, it was a pretty natural sort of process um, once I got up here. So you, well, you've been around at a few clubs now, actually, haven't you? So I have probably five. used to, used to yeah. slide into clubs. Yeah. Do, you get, <laughs> do you get nervous before your like, first day? First day at school. It is a bit like that. Back yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. Your new kit yeah, I everything. say that to everyone. It's like turning up to a new school. And, <laughs> yeah, it, it doesn't get any easier. Like, yeah. um, I still get nerves rocking up day one and mm. sort of introducing yourself. To Don't know where the fuck you're going. Yeah, getting to know everyone. You're yeah. like the lost school kid, you know, walking in. It's like, where's my locker? And boys are like, there. The sheds are just there. And um, yeah, it's but it's it's been good. I've I've enjoyed it. That must have been nice, like going back to Manly and playing with Chez again. Like, it did was, you froth mate. that? Yeah, oh, it was it was unreal. Yeah. It was great. Like I said, um, after everything I'd sort of experienced in the previous years and. Um, at that stage, mate, oh, my career was sort of – it was up in the air. Like, People were writing you off. Yeah, hey, they were, yeah. Like, 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 was... like I'd had three really bad years at Canterbury in terms of injuries. And I thought that when I'd played there, I'd played played all right. You got but player that – like you yeah, were, when you were on the field yeah. just bringing games together, you were still in good form. But I, yeah. I played like three years of basically half seasons. Mm. Yeah. Um, and I had really like weird and unfortunate injuries there and um, – yeah, basically when my contract was up there at the end of 2020, that was the COVID year, um, mate, I, was, I had no one like wanting to sign me. Yeah. I thought that was the end of me. I was like, shit, is this really how it's going to end? Yeah. Like, mate, I didn't work my whole life and train as hard as I've trained to like have my career fizzle out like this. Out Bulldogs yeah. player. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Injured. Yeah. yeah. Just, to, just to be sort of, I guess, perceived in that way yeah. and like, yeah. yeah, live with that for the rest of your life. Just, mate, I couldn't stand the thought. But, um, yeah. You Lucky. managed to turn it around. Yeah. Was it 2021 when we had that fucking glorious run in, yep. in the top four and yep. Tommy was absolutely killing yep. it? Made the yep. prelim. What was that like? Again, because yeah. of all the things you'd spoken about, the injuries, yep. all the different clubs and yep. like – to come back and to have success, right? You played most games that year, yeah, I think. Yep, like, yep. what was that feeling like? Putting just 50 for your on fucking people, yeah, yeah, smoking yeah. these beaters, <laughs> some of your former <laughs> yeah. teams. Like, yeah, it was. You it know, was, it, must it was a good. crazy year, wasn't it? Like, because the six again rule came in and yep. the game just opened up, and, mm. and then Tommy just found this patch of form that I've never seen. <laughs> it was ridiculous. Wasn't that just absolutely absurd? Yeah. Like, what was it like silly. watching him on the field? Like, how do you describe that? Oh, you just, mate, like, I don't know. You, you don't want to sound disrespectful to other teams and that, but, like, the way he was just running through, like, the middle of teams and mm. that, like, it was just – we'd never seen it, really, no. in the game. Like, And I think everyone would agree, like – Never seen a bloke just 10 metres out just go, give me the ball, let and me charge yeah. over five blokes. Yeah. yeah. Like, when had we seen that really in no. the NRL? But not just do it one week, like, he did it consecutively. Which he did just, it every week. Yeah, yeah, which was just, 
Yeah, it was just the way in which he was scoring. Almost, I think it, it was almost disrespectful in the way he's where he's just like, <laughs> fuck it, don't, all right, yeah. there's nothing on here, just give me the ball. Well, he beat like, well, there was a game. Yeah, there, Cowboys, yeah, Cowboys. Guys, he beats nine, guys. ten guys. Yeah. Like, we just hadn't, I don't think, seen players, a player do that in no, that yeah. fashion. And, no. and then there were games, like I was saying, that he would just, there would be nothing on. He's like, give me the ball three metres out and I'll just yeah. put the ball Thanks over. And charge I feel like he can late. still, even <laughs> obviously he's been unlucky with injury since then. Yeah. But I feel like even the games where he's played this year, he's still able to do that shit. It's about oh, him just sure. trying to like string it all together. But I mean that that season was one of the great yeah. runs he's like you've ever seen. Yeah. When you talk you're a footy head, do you yep. do you talk would you talk much footy with him? He seems to seems to be very intelligent yeah, and like get the game on a different yeah. level. Yeah, he does. He's he's as smart a footballer as I've played with. Um he understands it all. He sees it. I like to think. Say tall, he gets a bird's eye view of it. Yeah. You know, I think Tommy's yeah, got yeah, the yeah. advantage. He's got yeah, the bird's yeah, eye view. That must be but, basically um, got drone footage from there. He's he's, um, he's like he's five steps ahead of blokes on the field. Eh? He knows what's coming. And then he's got the just the mate, the deft hands. The, oh, oh. Again. <laughs> <laughs> um, he's got the silky silky skills to go along with it, and. Um, yeah, mate, that year was was something else. Where does he sit in terms of players you played with? Is he the best or is it hard to quantify because it's like – Yeah, different eras are hard. Like yeah. I always say that when people say, oh, Brett Stewart, Tom Trevojevic, it's like, well, Brett, Brett Stewart didn't play within the six again era. 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 Yeah. So, yeah. you know, different – the and the um, it was lower points scored back in that era. Yeah. Probably more, more, more. It was the more wrestle. defense. Yeah, like you'd win games eight four, or yep. you know you could win games six nil, things like that. So Brett never played in the era that Tommy played in, so it's hard to compare. But um, oh, Tommy sits right up there, yeah. eh? Like especially like what we've seen him do, and he's yeah, he's, mate, he's a freak. He's, yeah, he's a you've freak. you've got to play with some weapon fullbacks, haven't you? Yeah. Brett Stewart and Tom Trebojevic, yeah. just two of the all timers. And I'm, I'm sure I know there'd be other ones in teams that I just choose not to remember. Well, the other ones aren't important. No, Brett, relevant. Brett had the best anticipation I've ever seen. In so, terms of like when there's a break on yeah, or something. Yeah, Brett. Yeah. Brett could anticipate the players in his team, and he knew what they were going to do, when they were going to do it, and he was there for it every time. I've never seen a player have that anticipation like Brett. Like, he, he just – you watch his games, he was there every time. Yeah. He knew when an offload was coming. He knew when a break was coming. Mm. It was – yeah, I, I always said to him, of yeah, his anticipation was just like nothing I'd ever seen before. Do you ever think – like, you ever sort of smile or chuckle to yourself about how weird it is? At least it's weird for me to look at it, to have played with the Stewart brothers and now with the Trebojeviches. Yeah. Like, they're sim- like same position. Similarities, eh? Similarities yeah. are crazy. Yeah, it is It is crazy when you think um, one's, you know, a, a fast back and the other yeah. one's a slow moving forward. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But both silky in their own right. Yeah. Like, you know, Glenn Stewart was... He's one, one of the, one one of of the best ball-playing forwards the game's ball ever seen. Time. Well, if I heard a rumour once that he taught Matt Orford how to pass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wouldn't – yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. I used to – I remember being a young bloke asking – like, I was playing 5'8 at the time. Yeah. And I was just mesmerised, mesmerised by, you know, Gifty's skill level. And I remember asking him how he could hold the ball up the way he could and, and pick the right option and things like that. So, um, yeah, he was a special player. Uh, what's Jake like? To be around, he just—he's yeah. just a passionate, the nicest bloke in the world. Yeah. Nicest bloke. But he's passionate. Yeah, he's you know? passionate. Yeah, he loves his footy. Seems and like he, he loves wears his the mates. Yeah, at least he would have even said as much of it. You know, where he's like, I need to get away from footy sometimes because if we're not winning, I'm, <laughs> like, I'm down in the dumps. Yeah, he rides it hard, doesn't yeah. he, um, Jakey? Mate, he's—he's he's one of the best blokes in the world, Jakey. What, what does he? What's he like if you've just conceded a try and he's in the in goal? Is he he's filthy? Yeah, filthy. Yeah, he, he, he bites his tongue a lot of the time. Like he'll just, you know, be shaking his head or or bite his tongue. You know, every now and then he'll give the group an absolute, you know, gobful. But um, yeah, he's he's so passionate. He just wants to win. And do you have a bit of coaching in your future? Is that something you're like as a footy head or like yeah, that something I, you would like to do? Post I'd like career? I'd like to. Yeah, I'd, I you know, it's. It's all I've ever done is rugby league. Yeah, I can't really see myself doing anything else. Not that I'm, yeah, I'm not shut down. No, certainly won't be in it doing any of that. <laughs> but, um, no, I think um, staying involved in the game is yeah. something that I would enjoy doing. Yeah. Do you have you sort of 
felt anyone out about coaching. setting, yeah, coaching? Not yet, no. Not yet. Um, I, saw, I used the analogy the other day. I said to uh, a few of the few of the guys at the club, I'm trying to drain the the rag dry. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. Like, get every last drop body. out of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm yeah. not. Uh, <laughs> Couple well, of bones left to break. Once, once that rag's <laughs> been sitting out in the sun and it's crusty, it's crusty. You know, that's like how I want my body to be by the end of it. You know, like yeah. I think uh, I'm the sort of guy I want to finish playing, knowing that I got every ounce out of it as possible, and then um, and then I'll focus on uh, what's next. But yeah. um, not too much thought. Yeah, I think now. I think you know naturally I'd like to sort of progress into that coaching role and. Mm. Um, whether that's going back in sort of coaching, you know, the lower grades or it's, you know, going, you know, straight into an assistant role, I'm not sure. Eddie's yeah. got a, a, div, a div to uh, Oztag team. No, you could coach us. If you, when you retire, oh, play div, div two, div three. Just Probably, if you want to cut your teeth. Well, if you want to cut, yeah. Come down and, and coach us in div two Oztag, so mate. Awesome. No, good no good at Oztag. I wasn't fast enough. Well, mate, you could. Neither you, are they. Neither <laughs> are they. But that's why, that's why it'd be good to have it you down nice. there. Show us how to fucking be a better ball player because oh, I got yeah. no speed. I wanted to one wanted to know. Let's just again to use South because it's an easy example. They've sort yep. of they started well, Premiership favourites at some point. They were killing it, top of the league, and there's just been a steady decline to yep. potentially missing the eight altogether. Is it is there sometimes is it in a season? Is there a case of we don't actually know what's gone wrong here, or is there always an answer? And some players don't buy into what the solution is. Like, is there is there generally a theme that's followed? No, nah, look, maybe not. Um, I don't know. You look at South, you th- like they were flying at the start of the year. Um, but that's what I mean. That would just be so frustrating. Yeah. Really. Like we're kings of the world. Well, right they had. Now. You see, they had Latrell miss what ten weeks, yeah. twelve weeks. Yeah, um, they probably lost a little bit of cohesion there and. Um, I guess fluency with their, you know, players available and attack. Um, had a bit of change and, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, it's it's hard. Every season's different. Yeah. Um, sometimes you don't always know the answer. Sometimes you do. Mm. Um, sometimes you can put it down to injuries, um, you know, bad luck. But, yeah, I, I don't know. Have you, ever, have you ever had a really good pre-season, right, where you just thought we're fucking on here and then – it's gone to and shit. then you get to the first game yep. or the first ten games, and you start getting tailed yep. up. Yep, yep. Yeah, I've had that a few times. <laughs> I've gone home after preseason and said to my wife, "We can win the comp here." <laughs> gone out round one and been tailed up by forty. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it can deflate you pretty quick. Yeah, preseason's a funny thing, eh? Like because you can you can train that hard, you can be in the best nick of your, your life. Um, you can feel like you know your your moves and your training runs are, are going really well, but sometimes you're running that against your, your same opposition, like you're doing it over and over again. Yeah, and you're getting used to uh, you know running your plays a particular way, and other sides that you come up against in the NRL aren't going to defend that way. So mm. it can be a little bit. <laughs> Yeah, jarring can, when yeah. you accidentally come up against up against them. Yeah, so um, yeah, it can be a bit can, difficult. Yeah, so it can happen. Yeah, perception isn't always reality. You can uh, be thinking you're red hot. Yeah, then you can have pre-season. a shit preseason, and then you know things go have well. A cracking year. It's I find it strange uh, that teams can finish a season sort of top eight or you know top four, and then the next season with with similar players, yeah, sort of miss the eight. Yeah, is you look at the Cowboys who had they keep going on and on and on about their red hot preseason last yep. year that was affected this year because of the World Cup. Like, is is are the, are the margins so small that it's just any sort of inconspicuous factor can tip you one way or the other? For sure, yeah, yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I think that can happen every year, um, and I think also like teams get on a roll sometimes through a year, like you know through confidence. Yeah. Through having hot. no injuries, they get in red hot form and they win seven, eight in a row. And the next minute, mate, they're sitting top four. Mm. Um, but it's kind of like Newcastle a little bit this year. Yeah, and then that like that could happen to any side at any given time. Yeah. Um, and in saying that, you could be on the other end and and cop a, a, a stack of injuries. You know, get done in a few close games. 
find yourself out of form and the next minute you're down the bo- in the bottom four. Um, so, yeah, I think the competition is so close that you can find yourself one year going from, you know, third or fourth down to third or fourth last. Which is always fun. Uh, it's a fun experience it's as a worrying. fan. Were you ever close to uh, spurning your Kiwi heritage and, you know, donning the sky blue of New South Wales? <laughs> and, and we are half Kiwi ourselves, so, you know, Aotearoa, brother. Yeah. You know, um, we're all good. I, I did... Uh, brothers here. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Um, I did think about it. At, uh, well, not think about it, but I guess when... Uh, back then, I'd played in RL. I made my debut, and then I had to... Um, Pledge my allegiance, you know, one or two weeks after that. Um, oh, okay. So, so it, was really early. it was really early, and um, and you played for the news for Kiwis super early. Were you like super 20? early. I played Captain at nineteen. No, nah, I played. Yeah, well, I debuted for the Kiwis later that year. So, yeah. Um, yeah so I I made my decision, you know, pretty quick. And um, I guess for me, you know, I I'd, I'd grown up. Um, very passionately about New Zealand, mm. um, having been born there, you know, like every Kiwi kid sort of idolises, you know, their, you know, rugby heroes and, yeah. and league heroes. And, um, yeah, I, I think, you know, when I moved to Australia, that didn't change. Like, I didn't I didn't move to Australia and then all of a sudden, you know, Australian. yeah, to go, go the green and gold. Mate, you've actually <laughs> held – you've managed to hold on to a Kiwi accent better than anyone who's no, lived here for a No, I, I don't reckon. I reckon. You've I got, re- like, the most – you've got, like, probably the most Australian yes. Kiwi accent of all time. But you've still got, like, still heavy re- Kiwi. You in, reckon? Like, yeah. yeah, I reckon for sure. Um, no, my wife tells me I've got the most ocker Aussie accent of all time. <laughs> there's no Kiwi left in it. But uh, Left in it. There you go. Yeah, there's, there's, no a bit, there's a little <laughs> bit – there's a little bit at the back end. Wait till I get around the cousin. Bros oh yeah, then you start. How old were you when you moved over? No, I was about eight years old. Okay. Yeah. So like, but I it was well and truly entrenched in me by the time I moved over. Yeah, like yeah. I was, when New Zealand was playing Australia in the Bledisloe, like I was, I was yeah. not supporting Australia once no. I moved here. I and was, you were beating the shit out of us in the Bledisloe, <laughs> so you know, um, good times. Yeah, no, that was when the games were quite close. Now they're not. <laughs> well, that's actually true. Where how would well, you? Well, they're close if we play the B side. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Grim. So um, no, nah, look, I, I think um, for me, I, I've always been a passionate Kiwi, and um, could yeah. you do the haka for us now? No, I can't do that for you. <laughs> um, but I love Origin. I do love Origin. Yeah. Like, I think everyone loves Origin. You would have thrived in Origin. In that <laughs> you would have. Origin. I would have enjoyed it. You would have. Yeah. That'll keep me up at night as well. <laughs> yeah, do you, like, do you ever think about Jesus Christ? Because you were friends with Mitch Pierce growing up yeah, as well. Like, you yeah. guys would have been the fucking halves. Yeah. Well, I guess, yeah, because I did move to Australia when I was so young. You know, I had the option to, to play, mm. I guess, you know, pledge my allegiance to, to yeah. Australia and, and, and play Origin. Um, but, yeah, I guess. Kiwi. Stuck with me. Yeah. Stuck with my heart. Yeah. Um, and and I, I'm glad I did. Yeah. You know, like, you know, there's always a part of you that, that enjoys watching Origin, but it, that's one component of it. The other component is if you choose Origin, then I would have had to play for Australia. And I yeah. don't think that part of it would have felt right yeah. Yeah. had I been picked. I think you probably would. <laughs> How old um, were you when you were captain? Was it twenty? Were you twenty when you captained? Uh, well, I captained the Kiwis. I think I would have been twenty-two. Right, but yeah, it was. That uh, must have been a bit of a trip. Yeah, mate. Yeah, that was yeah one of the proudest moments of my, of my career. Yeah, um, yeah, still remember it. Um, yeah, Simon Mannering went down with a calf injury, and um, Steve Kearney sort of called me in and yeah. basically said, "Mate, you're going to take the reins." Are and you I'm, like, I'm 22, Steve, yeah, what are you doing? Yeah, I was like that. I was like, are you sure? Like, uh, you know, sure you don't want to give it to one of the older guys? and To an adult? Uh, you know, <laughs> and it's 22, you feel like a kid. You're like, I don't I know, know what the hell these adults I are know. doing. These big weapons. 22-year-olds are young. Yeah. You well, I look at our, like, I look at some of the guys in our team at 22, and yeah. I'm like, you know, geez, I was bloody captaining, <laughs> captaining bloody New Zealand at this <laughs> yeah. age. Yeah. Like, it was. Were you mature? Like, were you a mature yeah, 22-year-old? In parts. In like parts, footy, yeah. Footy-wise, I was mature. I was, yeah. was pretty immature off, off the field. Yeah, 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 yeah. Had a lot of growing up to do. But, um, yeah, I, was, I think I was mature in terms of how I looked at 
rugby league and how yeah. I approach my footy and, uh, and things like that. So um, I like to think that I, I always led um, when I sort of stepped onto the field. And, um, yeah, I think I'm I'm a natural leader in that sense. You know, I just, you know, I just do everything I can to, to try and win a game of footy. And, um, yeah, very, very humbled and grateful to get that opportunity back then. Yeah, that's a cool one. Do you, yeah. remember, do you remember what speech you made? To the boys for the game? Uh, I don't know. I can't remember that one. I've made a few over my career. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, I can't remember that one, but uh, we, we went down. We, we lost to the Aussies. Do you go off the cuff if you're doing a speech or do you, like, prepare it? If you got to get everyone sort of up and about. Um, and it's uh, probably – probably uh, I'll ask because yeah. we've got to give a speech to uh, our marathon runners in a yeah, couple of weeks' okay. time, and I'm wondering, do you, do you go off the calf or do you, or do you prepare some a couple of notes on the wrist tape? No, fold some cunt. It's often a feel <laughs> thing, you know. Fold some cunt. <laughs> uh, it's a feel thing at the time, right, but I reckon okay. during the during the week you might have a bit of a theme in your head, or um, you know, something might have popped up that inspired you and. Mm-hmm. You might think, Jesus would be good for the boys to hear this. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I think at times we've just gone off how I felt at the time. I get it. It's good. Yeah. It's good to know. You're writing the speech. I'm well, listen, I'll, I'm, I'm, I'll write it. I yeah. think, I'll think of some themes during yeah, the week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, maybe, yeah. Maybe a bit of fold some cunt on the table. Yeah, yeah, and, then, yeah. and then if I feel like the you theme that I prepared is not good, Jerome Luai, then I'll have best to off man the cuff speech, throw the speech in the air and just go, I'm going off the cuff. Just Luai it, you reckon? Yeah, well, it's... It works. <laughs> it works. Yeah, yeah, critically inclined. <laughs> it works. Critically um, inclined. Mate, uh, as, we, uh, as we wrap up, uh, yep. thank you very much again for coming on. We, uh, we weren't sure whether you were aware, but you're currently, and we've sort of gone through the history books, the only grandfather to play in the NRL. Yeah. Oh, How's that feel? The have tipped you up. How here, do you, thanks for that, how yeah. do you feel about you know, Poppy been, Foreign? We've been calling you Poppy Foreign. Poppy yeah. Foreign, yeah. And I know Jake and Tom have put you up to this, so thank you. <laughs> Can we say Step? I am Step Poppy. Well, Step Poppy. Yeah. How do you, um, you know, what's, what's been a grandfather it's beautiful. like? It's beautiful. It's great. I uh, get lots of cuddles. Yeah. Yeah. Elbow patches. Are they yeah. coming out yet? Like the walking stick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you boy got the body of a grandfather. I feel like it at times. Yeah. That's why I can get away with it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, it's, it's pretty, uh, it's pretty cool, eh? Yeah. It is cool. <laughs> it's cool. It's, it's cool. Yeah. It's Especially because cool. you're still playing. Oh, I know. Like it's ridiculous. Yes. yes. Have yeah. you, Jake um, and Tom had a good laugh about that one. Yeah. <laughs> Especially Turbo. Yeah, I bet. You're, uh, you, you're good, mate, Mitch Pierce. Yep. Playing well over in the south of France yep. uh, doesn't look like a bad place to live. Everyone that's played over there is like it's absolutely ridiculous. Yep. Would you go over there and play with your old mate if there wasn't too much love from Desi over the next couple of years? Uh, or do you, would you would you? Hang yeah, it up? no, I don't think I'll I'll head over there. I've been asked, uh, I guess, the last couple of years whether I'd go overseas eventually, but win like twelve men of steel. <laughs> <laughs> I think with my um with my family situation, you know, I got two kids on the northern beaches yeah sort of wouldn't want to be that far away from them mm. so i think i'll uh, i'll do my dash in the nrl and then and the then gold coast is the yeah. south of france of australia it is, yeah. as say, you know well, it doesn't get much better does yeah. it that's what they say that's yeah. what they say that is what they say <laughs> yeah so um now nah, uh, as i said i'll uh, i'll drain the rag out yeah <laughs> as much as i can um up here and then yeah Right off in the sunset. Yeah. Mate, I was thinking, again, like coaching-wise, right, if you yeah. go into coaching, Des can't coach forever. You grow your hair out. You're kind of the new Des of think? Australian coaching. I don't mean yeah. – And look then good. Manly's always done well when an old From boy man. who's ah. won a comp comes back and takes over. I get and then what now you're That's circle a lot. You get us into the coaching yeah. setup. We boy yeah. the boys. Yeah. We're just in there for, you know – Who's running a fit? Um, offense and who's running defense. No, we're not in there for any sort of attacking now. It's so all about mentality. We're mentality coaching. Mental skills coaching. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like what it takes to win and be a winner and stuff. Yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. So look, I think you've just done so much winning over Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's, that's probably right. a good spot to leave it. Yeah. Mate, thanks for coming on. It's all been great great. to chat with you. Thanks for having me, guys. Beauty. Could you two just not talk anymore? Selling a little? Or a lot. 
Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com work. Shopify.com work. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.